And what a pepper it was. We could not. I mean, Dan and Buckets, we've been trying to squash this Buckets and Dan podcast forever. But how can you have a, a pepper preview and not have a pepper review and put the fifth annual in the rearview mirror, Dan? I mean, what an iconic weekend it was in Pennsylvania and New York State in Climber, New York at Peak and Peak, where our guy Peter DeSabio did it for Team Cahill. Dan, what an iconic weekend, like I said before it was. You really couldn't have scripted it any better. It was great golf. It lived up to the hype, and it really lived up to the exact script that these past peppers have gone, except this time, Mr. Clutch. Revenge is spelled P-E-T-E-R, the best tweet of the weekend. DeSavio comes through, and I couldn't be happier for him. We, we welcome him on in a few moments after we talk to losing captain Michael Cotta. But, again, it was awesome the way they ended it. It was thank you to Matt Bly for posting updates. Thank you to the Pepper for posting updates. We were able to follow along all weekend. So many storylines to dive into here, Bill. I mean, Dan, if we talk about Sunday, you know, Team Lakata was down, and they were able to come back, and, and they, they were firing off singles matches. Lakata beats Cahill. Briandy <laughs> beats Corey Martin. Louis Spina beats Jimmy Abbott. It was at one point, Bill. It was six and a half to two and a half. I, I thought they were ready to throw. The, it was a route. It was over. And then you know, and you get Chad Mosher beating Justin Rain, Wainwright. An under so, an underrated moment here, and we'll talk to him. Swizz coming through Sunday. Swizz another monkey off the back moment for this team. Cahill. Uh, it's it was just it really was a weekend for the ages. It really was. I mean, you think about. Lakata, Team Lakata has been there before. They've come back and they've won singles matches. That's where they've shown their dominance. But you said it, Guzetta, DeSabio, rewrite the script, rewrite history, and put Team Cahill up three to two. Um, heading into, you know, Dan, I'm I'm here to 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 share a little rumor with you, and we're gonna ask him if it's true or not. Dan, you yes. ready for this one? Well, tell me. Here's a bomb, and and this isn't confirmed or denied at this point. We're gonna talk to the man himself. Team Lakata, Captain Lakata, there's talks of him stepping down. <laughs> there are talks of him stepping down, remaining an owner, remaining a manager. But in terms of his captaincy, you know, he set it off the script, and I'm not going to confirm or deny any conversations we had, but maybe he did lose the room. Maybe he did lose the room, and, and he might be done with it. You know how Coach Lakata is. He's an emotional guy. We'll, t we'll bring him on in a few minutes to discuss a couple more facts. Like you said, 3-2 to two now. Team Cahill has outscored Team Lakata 14.5 to 11.5 on Saturdays, but like it always comes down to Sundays, 22 – excuse me, Team Lakata has outscored Team Cahill 22-17 to 17 on Sundays. That's what's given them the wins in the past, not this win – excuse me, not this weekend – what we really need to talk about, storylines. Everyone talked about the heavy hitters, and it was Pat Cahill boldly proclaiming that Jimmy Abbott was the best golfer in the tournament during the preview. He has three points compared to Team Lakata's two big horses who had three and a half combined, Mike and Louie. And what really set us apart was the third of the big three. I said this was Corey Martin's weekend. And he outduels Frank Briandi. He did lose in singles, but he outduels him overall, earning three points to Frank's two. And like you said, it was Gazetta and DeSabio coming up big. That was the tail end of Team Kale. And we said that while they may be top heavy, Team Lakata, it was the bottom half that was going to hurt them. And I love them, and I would never want to get in a fight with either of them. But 
Sudik and Rodgers combining for one and a half. That can't happen. And, hey, Sudik having zero. I mean, <laughs> That's right. Let's call it the <laughs> elephant in the room, and, and, and let's call it Mike Licata, the guy who you know proclaimed him as being potentially, and Mike Licata said it. You can rewind the script, and he said Eddie Sudik could be a top-five golfer in this tournament. Well, he was the bottom golfer in this tournament. Scott Rogers, he made the trade. I mean, he accepted that trade, and I think there's going to be all eyes on Team Licata, all eyes on Mike Licata here. Nobody's safe. Yeah, he lost a point there, and, and I talked to him earlier, and again, I cannot confirm or deny any conversations we had, but there might be some changes. If you I know, know Mike, nobody's safe on Team Licata, including himself. Nobody's safe, including himself, and man, we got an interesting offseason. We don't know where you know the next pepper will be played. I think that's something that we can bring up and ask the captains Absolutely. if we speak to them tonight, but... Dan, really exciting. I mean, really happy that they had good weather. Uh, people had a good time, no severe injuries, and, you know, real happy that Team Cahill, a guy who I think cares about this quite a bit, uh, you know, gets to bring the Pepper Trophy back to Tonawanda, you know, back to that Green Acre area where he loves that basement so much. And we'll, we'll pump their tires in the round, but it really was just so well done. I mean, you can mock them out all you want, but the the effort they put in in promoting this is just unbelievable. And like we said, it lived up to the hype, so they couldn't have asked for anything better. But I think it's time we send it over to Pete DeSavio, the hero from Sunday, and then we'll hear from Mike Licata, captain of Team Licata. Here we go! We would be remiss to not start with the man that took the internet by storm this weekend from bottom of the barrel to top of the leaderboard, the hero of the Pepper 2021 of Team Cahill, Pete DeSavio. Pete, thank you so much for hopping on Buckets and Dan. Well, thanks guys for having me. You know, it's an honor and a privilege to be part of this. Um, you know, I love listening to you guys. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, and thanks for having me. Pete, let me start with this. You take us back to the trade. You know what? You, you get the news. Tell us who broke it to you, what your initials fe initial feelings were, and how did it fuel you toward this pepper? Yeah, so, I mean, it happened, though. I mean, I couldn't tell you how long ago it was. It felt like forever ago, probably over the winter sometime. Um, I think we were at Kale's house. Lakata and Kale are both there, and they kind of just said, you know what, Pete, we'll just tell you right now, you've been traded, um, you know, and you know, it hurt a little bit, you know, um, just, you know, hearing that from Lakata, you know, my, my, my former captain, um, you know, I, I tried to give him my all for him, but, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. And, uh, you know, here I was here for Scott. You know, Scott's a great guy. Um, you know, uh, I always wish him the best in everything he does. So I said, okay, you know what, I'm on Team KO now, and, you know, let's give it a go. So, Pete, what, what people don't realize is that you were undefeated coming into this pepper, right? Now, the knock on you was that you had zero points in those tournaments, but, from what I've heard, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, there's a lot more that goes into this weekend be that besides the golf. So they weren't talking about the the intangibles you bring to the whole weekend of a team. I mean, you are a champion, and you continue to be a champion. How did you take those positive vibes into Team Cahill? Yeah, um, so the, the, the joke was I actually had one point. I had one point a couple years ago. I did not get any points last year. But the funny thing was I had two pepper trophies, but only one point. So obviously, you know, I... I took it at the heart. You know, I was glad I was a two-time champion. But you know what? I mean, as much as it's a team sport, you obviously want to do well individually because you do well individually, then the team succeeds, you know, and everybody wins um, when you do well. So, um, no, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm, I'm bringing a fresh face to Team Cahill. They lost those two peppers to our team when I was on Lakata's team. Um, but, you know, I was happy to provide some, you know, some spark to Team Cahill this year. 
Hey, Pete, Buckets here. You know, I just want to go back to maybe the night you were traded and then kind of bring it up until now. You know, you strike me as a guy I've golfed with you once at the iconic Brighton Golf Course in Tonawan, New York, and you strike me, I think you're a pretty good golfer. Um, have you, Did your habits around the game of golf and your practice around golf change at all? And if so, how from the time you were traded to the time you played in this tournament for, for Team Cato? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great question, Buckets. You know, um, I, I I saw myself the last two years, and I said, you know what, I got to train harder. I got to work better. I got to deal with them more and more. I mean, the Peppers held in June every year, you know, last year with COVID. I mean, I think I played 100 rounds after uh, after the Pepper last year. I, I literally wanted to get out there and do my best for my team and, um, you know, just, just keep on working at the, at the grind. You know, I feel bad for you, Buckets. You know, I know last year you were big on me. I know we played around uh, before the Pepper, played some nine holes, at, as you said, the iconic Brighton golf course. Uh, you're pretty high on me. I think you picked me you know, consistently last year. I looked you down big time. And I think, you know, I think you had a chip on your shoulder for me this year. I think you, you picked against me in, in most of the matches. And I can't blame you for that, you know. So, um, you know, all around, you know, I, I heard the noise, heard the chatter uh, from people all around me, you know, thinking that, you know, I didn't have what it takes to, to make it in this tournament. But, um, you know, I, I think I proved them wrong this weekend. And not surprising, given your physical physique, but you do have a double header. You're just an athlete, Pete. You got a double header softball game tonight, so I do want to quickly get to that that last round. Now, leading up to that, you know, one of the best tweets of the weekend um, when you came out and you and Jim beat Eddie and Mike in that scramble day one, and revenge was spelled P E T E R. That had to fire you up, Team Kale. Started building a monumental lead, but as everybody knows, as every Pepper fan knows, it comes down to singles, and it got dicey toward the end, and just because the drama was filled this weekend and it was a storybook ending, it came down to you and Scott. So can you please take us, if you remember, shot for shot that final round, and tell us when everyone joined up, because I'm sure people were, actually, you were, when did they fall back? When, when did officially everybody join you and Scott? Sure, sure. Okay, um, so essentially everybody joined, I want to say like right around like the end of the 16th hole on the 16th green, definitely on top of the 17th uh, tee box. Um, you know, during that round, Scott was playing playing great. You know, it's funny. He, earlier in the weekend, he said, oh, he hasn't really played golf at all this year. And I said, okay, you know, that's obviously something I, I prefer hearing. Um, but, you know, he gave it his all. He played unbelievable. He was playing great. Um, he was up two holes uh, when we got to the 16th. So it was down two with two to play. Um, I was able to squeak out number 16 to make it a, a one-hole uh, one uh, deficit for myself. Um, and, and then the 17th tee, everybody was there. You know, um, Essentially, Jimmy and I think it was Bina were still going at it, but essentially Jimmy was dormant. So it was really riding on me. And, you know, my, my captain, Tocqueville, was shouting me on, shout, you know, shouting. He, said, he told me that he, he had got no lungs right now because he kept shouting so much. So, Tennessee T-Box, everybody's watching. Um, I literally go to Jim, you know, he's my playing partner. I go, I don't think I've ever had this many people watching me play golf at once. You know, a little nerve-wracking, but you got to do it. So, I step off the tee, told myself to have some deep breaths, hit my tee shot. Not bad, but a little bit to the right. So, um, you know, I didn't really know where I landed. I thought I was in good position. Got him off here. Similar tee shot, a little farther, a little more right, though. A little bit more in the trees. Uh, we're able to find my bow, and I probably had I want to say the best shot of my life. No joke. And I think all, I think everybody on both sides will agree that was probably one of the best shots you could ever hit. I was almost almost like I got the tree. You know, almost like I got the tree. So about 120 yards up, 
Um, I could barely see the pin. I just kind of like said, okay, give me a, myself a three-quarter pitch and watch. I put it up there, and as soon as I hit it, I didn't see where it went because I had trees over on top of me. I had no idea. It was silent. And then all of a sudden, like three seconds later, my team went absolutely nuts. They went berserk. I go, where did it go? They go, it's on the green. It's on the green really close to the hole. Probably had about five feet for, for birdie. Scott had to chip out. Then he was right next to a bunker, so he's coming in for three, and he had an unbelievable pitch shot. Uh, within a foot and a half, it was it was unbelievable. So of course I'm like, okay, I need to get, I need to make this to win this hole. Uh, he, God, he, he got that. I was able to stick the birdie putt with the pressure. Uh, my heart was racing. So we're going in 18 tied, and all I need to do in the 18 is to tie Scott, and we we win the pepper. So again, I have the tee box. I had a pretty decent drive in the right rough. Scott unfortunately, you know, didn't have a great tee shot, but he had a great second shot. Got it down there. Um, it's a long par five here. There's a ravine in front, so you got to lay up essentially. Um, so I hit a, um, a good second shot, probably about 100 yards off from the green. Scott does the same. So it's, I'm away. My third shot into the par five. I told myself, maybe shake it on the ravine. So I think I threw that to hard too much, and I just hit it just over the pin. Scott got on the green, so he's line four and line three. Man, I'm. I'm nervous. I'm no, 13, I, don't mean you know. to, I don't mean to interrupt, Pete, but is this when the Instagram Live hopped in? Is this right before your chip shot? Correct. Yeah, yes, sir. Yep, exactly. So that's when the Instagram Live went. You know, let's get it going. Um, so so you're yeah, not only, you not that, so, yeah. the, you only have your teammates, the opponent watching. You have millions at home that are following this pepper. What was? What were your feelings going into that chip shot? Oh, it, it was, you know, a, a range of emotions. You know what I mean? Honestly, I think I blacked out for a second. I really, I, mean, I barely remember half of it. You know, I, I had my entire team, you know, cheering me on. Obviously, Scott's team was cheering him on. Um, you know, I was very nervous. It was a tough chip. Um, you know, I, I just went up there and I just said, you know what, do what, you, do what you've been doing. This is what you've been practicing for. So, I had a decent chip. It wasn't great. It was a tough one. You know, I think everybody agreed it was a pretty decent chip. Um, got it down around the green. Real quick, I'm, I'm sorry uh, for interrupting. You know why? You know why I knew you were going to make this putt because you could tell your team had more camaraderie. Because as soon as you hit that chip, I remember sitting at brunch saying, "Boy, that wasn't a great shot. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a great shot." But your, I heard immediately your team Cahill, excuse me, your team captain Pat Cahill say, "That's not a bad chip at all, Pete. That's good." And I could tell it lit. You know, the pressure went off your shoulders, and now you're lining up a probably a 12 to 15 foot putt. Now, the story will say 30 feet, but we watched, it was about a 12 to 15 foot putt. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, I would definitely say definitely closer to 12 to 15 than 30 for sure. Yes. So go ahead. So now you're lining yep. up. So you have to essentially make, now do you have to make this putt or could you two putt that? So if I if I miss, I have a putt to win the putt essentially. So Oof. if I make it, if I miss, I give Scott, who's just inside, um, inside of me, a chance on the proper. So, obviously, a range of emotions are coming through me. You know, I know I got the support of my team. Like you said, you know, my, my captain was my biggest cheerleader. All my teammates were my cheerleaders. I just went up there. You know, I, I gave it a good second look, obviously. I, I just told myself, deep breath, deep breath. You got it. You, know, you can make this point. And, you know, when I hit it, I thought I had a good line right away. And I think somebody even said it. They said I, I started cheering maybe about a foot before because I saw it was going center cup. It was dead center. And then I just lost it. I just saw my – an image I'll never forget. My entire team was running at me, arms in the air, going crazy. I, I threw my putter, like, jumped on top of me. Unbelievable. I just – I still can't believe it to this day. I just uh, – I'm on this forever. Absolutely forever. You know, Pete, a week ago uh, today – you know, Mike Licata classified you as a guy who 
you know, any dad would be happy marrying their daughter. Um, but, you know, he, he, he continued to say that Team Ricotta is a results-oriented, you know, team. And uh, did, he, did he hear those quotes, and did it motivate you at all leading up, leading up to Saturday? Oh, of course, of course, I heard them. I, I love listening to you guys. I love, you know, obviously, the Pepper preview is, is you guys do an excellent job. So I really appreciate that. I thought the captains did a great job too. But, you know, of course, that motivated me. I mean, you know, hearing in the golf tournament that you know the best thing about me is that you want your daughter marrying me is not what you want to hear. You know, you, you want to hear that you know I'm, I'm a pretty good golfer. I'm going to help out the team. So you know that that's definitely going to motivate me. Um, you know, it's good for life to do that, but I want to be a good golfer. I want to contribute to the team. So. Well, hearing those statements, um, you know, Mike, Mike was a great captain. You know, I understand he's got to support his guys, new guy Scott. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the opponent. But, you know, I think, you know, my captain, Patty Kale, he, he came out and he supported me from, you know, the get-go. He said some great things about me in the podcast that really fired me up. I felt that he had my back, so I appreciate that a lot as well. Pete, you went from a, a guy that every father would love to see walking up those steps to now fathers are going, they're locking their doors around Western New York after the performance you put on. You cemented yourself in Pepper history. We want to congratulate you again. Thank you again for coming on, and good luck in your softball games tonight. Uh, thank, you, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it again. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And Just real quick, I just want to say thanks again for uh, Kale McConaughey. They did a great job, as always. It's a, it's a year-long process of Pepper. They got some great help for the weekend. They did an unbelievable job. You guys are the best. I love you guys. All right? Take care. We now welcome on Mike Licata, captain of Team Licata, who couldn't quite get it done this weekend, a valiant effort. Mike, are you are you proud of the boys for their fight, or do you still come away from this weekend disappointed? Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, you know, disappointed is a word. Um you know, I'm here to, and and I'm here talking to you guys tonight because, frankly, it's part of my job as captain. Um, but this is my fifth year as a captain of Team Lakata at the Pepper. Aside from that, I just finished my tenth year coaching high school basketball, and honestly, I've never been more embarrassed in in a in a team that that they consider me a leader of than than I am right now. So. Yeah, definitely not not proud, and, uh, you know, this one stings. So, yeah, embarrassed is the word. Now, would you say hats off to Team Cahill, or would you say it was more your team losing than their team winning? Well, you know, it's definitely uh, a little bit of both. I mean, you know, there's no debate. They won. They had more points than us, and, and uh, Captain Cahill had his team ready to go and you go back and you play the preview tape and he talked about it and he took it serious. And then I think our guys kind of just, uh, you know, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I had them too overconfident, but we just didn't care. I had guys who frankly didn't care, Dan, and, uh, it showed there on the weekend. So yeah, hats off to them. They scored more points, but the way we played, I'm not sure we could have beat anybody. So, uh, you know, probably a little bit of both, but don't want to take away anything from them. They had guys uh, play really, really well, um, you know, so hats off to them. What were your initial thoughts when Pete DeSavio, former teammate of yours that you traded in the offseason because he couldn't get it done in the clutch, finally broke through and basically won the tournament on hole 18? Yeah, you know, Pete's a great guy. I, I mentioned it in the preview, and I couldn't be more happy for Pete. 
Um, that's the Pete Savio I drafted. You know, that's the Pete Savio who came up and played for me for two years. And, and uh, that's the Pete Savio we saw week in and week out of practice. And I couldn't be prouder of him for, for doing it on the biggest stage when the lights were shining the brightest. And, you know, it's, it's things. You know, part of it is, is, is I'm, I'm shaking my head smiling. I couldn't be happier for him as a guy. And uh, it just goes to show you if, you if you, you know, work the system that I put out for you, I basically got him ready to, to be in that moment. So, um, you know, I couldn't be happier for Pete. I think if it's any other player on that team aside from Pete, there's not a chance that puck goes in on 18. And, um, you know, just because that's, that's who Pete is. He's a guy who is steady Eddie and it uh, didn't matter if it was the second hole of a practice round Friday or the 18th of the pepper on Sunday. Uh, he, he putted his, he did his routine. He putted it in. And if you watch the video, he knew it was in from 10 feet out. He was yeah. celebrating. So um, yeah, hats off to him. You mentioned steady Eddie. Mr. Sudik was anything but this weekend, racking up a total of zero points. Do you have any, do you have any comment on Eddie Sudik's performance? His performance? Yeah, his performance was awful. His performance was awful. Um, you know, that I just, again, it, and we talk, again, I feel like I'm reiterating with, for all our listeners who listen on the pre-show, but I was really high on Eddie Sudik. Uh, he made some strides in the offseason, but this is two out of three years he walks away from the pepper with zero points. And, you know, I'm fine with lack of performance. I have no problem with it, but... Um, it's it's the lack of effort. And so now go ahead and miss three practice rounds leading up to the pepper, you know, go ahead, take the Saturday afternoon round off and don't play, do what you want to do. If you're ready to do your job. And, and frankly, when the lights came on, he, it was clear from swing one on Saturday, he was not ready to do his job. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just unfortunate and that's something that we're going to work on and we're going to pick up the pieces and, you know, it's just embarrassing, and I put that on me. I should have, you know, if I if I thought Eddie wasn't ready to go, I should have cut him before the pepper, you know. So, frankly, that's that's on me. But, um, you know, I'm a big boy. I can handle the pressure, and we're going to pick up the pieces. And I can promise you that a, 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 a team out there named Team Lakata will not perform like that again. And, and it starts with me, and, and, uh, and, it, and it starts with everybody buying in, just like Team Cahill had everybody buy in this year. And Mike Buckets here, you kind of lead me into my next question. Um, as a coach, uh, you're a guy who might chew on your loss for a little bit, but at some point you got to pick your chin up and you got to make the right decisions for your team moving forward. So I got to ask you, you know, what are these next couple months going to look like? Um, any early insight that you can give our fans? I mean, who's safe, who's not? Um, you know, yeah. What do you got? A absolutely. Um, you know, to me, the shining light in this whole weekend for Team Lakata was Scott Rogers. Um, Scott Rogers was a welcome addition to the team. I mean, he finished with the same amount of points as Lou Spina. So, you know, I, I think on the pre-show I said we're not counting on Scotty to rack up points this year. Well, he had basically as much as anybody. Um, and, and the matches he lost, he came out of the gate. He was our only winner in the scramble. He got us our first point there um, with Frank. And then in that second match Saturday, it was Martin and Wainwright and, and Martin playing some of his best golf of the year. Wainwright been golfing forever. 
and he was with Eddie, who I played with Eddie Saturday morning, and let me tell you, the swing was not there. And Rogers took that match to the brink. He took it to the ninth hole. No one expected that one. Um, that was probably one of the bigger underdog from the numbers-wise of the match. He took it to the brink. He never quit, um, which was amazing. Then you go to Sunday morning best ball. And we get a half a point only. Well, who's the guy who gets the half? It's Scott Rogers, you know. And then to be in a spot against Pete DeSavio, who's been golfing 15 years, and taking that singles match to the final putt of a par five to decide it was another place where probably the odds makers didn't think uh, Scotty would be. If we had, if we had uh, six Scott Rogers this phone call is a lot different today. So, you know, I, I couldn't be happier with Scotty Rogers. Um, and, and Chad Moser, I think he played his, uh, he played his tail off. He played his tail off going through a, growing through a driver change and so picks I, up a I'm big point for us. I'm sorry to interrupt. What? I'm sorry to interrupt. Did he end up using the driver, the new driver? He did. Yeah, he did. Um, he, we nice. played Friday morning in a practice round. It was pretty good. And, um, you know, he, so he went with it and had some great swings. He got us, uh, myself and him picked up our only point on Saturday afternoon alternate shot. And then he goes ahead and wins a big singles match down the stretch versus Wainwright. So, you know, those two guys are those two guys. I, I, I'd go to war with those two guys. Um, but you know, I mean, Lou Spina slept walk through the, the first day and a half, Frank Briandi slept walk through the first day and a half. Um, you know, you could argue I slept walk through the first day and a half. Um, so, you know, we need more from our top guys. And, and so, yeah, I think there's going to be changes. I think that, you know, I'm not going to sit around and, 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 and wait for strike three. You know, we lost the pepper in 2017 outright and we haven't lost the pepper outright since. And so, uh, you know, this is humbling for everybody, but, you know, you, I think if, if you can trust anything I say, you can, you can trust that, that I'm not going to put the same product out there next year. Well, you said it last week, Mike. You said we go as Lou Spina goes, and you, you know, told us today that you know, he didn't go so well. He, as you said, slept walk, and you know, he's a new dad in year two of that. And you, know, you, you can make excuses where you want to, but I know you're not a guy uh, who wants to hear those excuses. But I want to say this, two alphas, I'd say. You know, what are the communication, what's that face-to-face -face talk going to be like when you and Lou Spina sit down about the future of Team Lakata? Well, you know, I think Lou and I uh, have a great relationship as a, as a captain and as one man. I think he knows I support him. Um, you know, and I think there's shades of 2017 when you look at this pepper. Um, in 2017, we had to fight from behind all the way. Um, and we were fighting against a guy who at the time, and Chris Boys, who was in that original 2017 pepper, was phenomenal and and no matter what match he was in uh they had a great chance to win and lou being our one of our best golfers had to go at him quite a bit um and it always felt like he was kind of playing from behind playing from behind and, and couldn't get the job done and out there this weekend there maybe wasn't a, a golfer as talented as chris boys but jimmy the body abbott was as advertised as captain cahill predicted yep. i mean we play together almost every weekend in the summer. And I, he played by far the best uh, couple rounds I've seen him play um, out there. So, I mean, we were chasing a guy who was on fire. 
you throw in a Corey Martin who was on fire, and uh, it kind of felt like we were uh, right from the opening tee shot. It felt like we were kind of chasing them rather than having them chase us. So it was hard playing from a deficit. And uh, with Lou, I think he knows, and that's a great part about having Lou Spina. I don't need to say much to Lou. Lou is already um, he's already making a club change from the weekend, um, and he's making some swing change. He's going to be working, so. I don't need to worry about Lou Spina being ready. Uh, Lou Spina will be ready, and he takes it as personal as anybody. Um, he actually, during the um, trophy presentation, and, and uh, Team Cahill was popping champagne and all that, and I was talking to my guys, and Lou Spina was just there watching Team Cahill, taking it in, um, you know, not unlike uh, Stefan Diggs watching watching uh, the celebration after the Bills went out. So uh, Lou Spina will be ready. I have no doubt about it. Um, but, but there's concerns. You know, there are concerns because if you want to call us a big three, well, then, then we better be a big three. And, and frankly, this weekend we weren't one. And naming Frank there? Yeah, was that a pun? Frankly, we weren't a big three? Or were you, were you happy with Frank Briandi's performance? No, I wasn't happy with Frank Briandi's performance. <laughs> I wasn't I, I wasn't happy at all. Um, and you know, you know what, Mike? There were questions about his commitment level and his, how serious he was taking it coming in with those texts he was sending with the Jägermeister. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And and again, I didn't know how much of that was Frank and how much of that was, um, you know, the 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 just just getting social media going and 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 kind of playing with confidence. And I want my guys playing with confidence, and I want them playing loose, but. You know, let's just look at this for a second. Saturday, Saturday morning, we finish up at North Hills, and uh, seven guys go out in Saturday afternoon and play a practice round at Peak and Peak. It was offered to everybody, okay? Uh, who are the seven guys that play? Who are the seven guys? Well, all you got to do is look at Sunday's performance, okay? Scott Rogers comes out and plays. Scott Rogers has a great Sunday. Gets half point, takes a, the best singles match of the year in a match he has no business being in. He takes it to the brink. He plays amazing. Spina gets out for a practice round. Spina gets one and a half point Sunday, wins a singles match against the hottest golfer in the tournament, Jimmy Abbott. Okay? I go out and play a practice round uh, uh, Saturday. Well, I come out and, and, and win a singles match in the largest uh, deficit in the history of the pepper. I won a nine-hole match in five holes. Okay, um, um, Josh Swizz Gazetta gets out for a gets out for a, a practice round. What does he do? He gets one and a half points Sunday and wins his singles match. Okay, I could keep going. Chad Mosier. Chad Mosier goes and plays a practice round. Chad Mosier wins a singles match. I mean, all you got to do is look at the numbers, and and I got guys like Eddie Sudik and Frank opting out and and, and then coming to play Sunday and 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 just flat out not ready to play. And that's the story of our team, and that's the story of the weekend. So, you know, frustration is an understatement. Uh, Mike, I, you know, I can, I can sense the blood pressure building up a bit. I want, I want to just calm you down a second. Um, we only have a couple more minutes because we have to actually we have to head over to the winning team. We have them on a Zoom call ready to go. But I, I quickly, let's just, you know, let's, let's take results aside, Mike. You know, the drama is it, it built up. Um, it, it's exactly what, if you could, you know, take yourself out of the moment for a second, it's exactly what the pepper needed to keep the momentum rolling. Can you, can you tell us what the overall weekend experience was like and how successful you thought it went overall? And tell us what Matt Bly and Pebro brought to the experience. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, couldn't ask for a better ending. Actually, when the Sunday morning matches ended, the score at the time was six and a half to two and a half. Yep. And, and frankly, at that minute, I, I thought uh, the, the singles matches were a mere formality. I didn't quite see at the time an avenue for us to even be, even have what happened. So, so, you know, at that point I thought the, the day was over, the tournament was over. And, uh, I went out with, uh, Frank and Corey, we were in the first foursome playing singles matches and, and kind of, and I think Frank sensed that he whispered over, let's just win these two and see what happens. And, uh, you know, that, that calmed me down a little bit and went out and, ended up winning those two and and just like that in in an hour and a half or you know in you know 30 minutes for me but an hour and a half for for him um just like that it's it's six and a half four and a half and and at the time believe it or not i after five holes i stopped playing i just wanted to go watch the other ones and there was a time down the stretch um gazetta always had gazetta always had swiss or or, uh, not swiss uh sudic playing from behind but aside from that there was a time where uh Mosier was up to with only a couple to play rogers was actually up to um into uh, going into hole 16 oh, yeah. so that match looked really good uh we were winning every other match so there was a time there where it, it was i think team cahill thought the tournament was over then in a light switch moment uh it looked like we were actually going to retain the pepper and then uh and then to have every other match end and watch those two guys come in all 12 of us plus some (laughs) plus some peak and peak staff who just seemed interested out there on the 18th green was uh was an awesome moment almost seemed fake but uh and then obviously you know it's never fun to watch a tournament end with a tap and putt so to see to see pete rolling in from deep was uh yeah, storybook. And then Bly and Pedro were amazing. Um, did a great job. Did anything we've asked. Were a, were a highlight for the house. I think, um, you know, kept everybody in high spirits. They had a great sense of what these players wanted, and they delivered. So, uh, yeah, hats off to those guys. Mike, I, I can't thank you enough for letting Buckets and Dan be a part of the journey. We look forward to many more years covering the Pepper um, and you know what, watching it expand. And I know there's been rumors. There's a lot of rumors out there right now, but I just want to let you know that we'll always be behind you. And congrats. It may not have been the result you wanted, but congrats on another great year of the pepper. Hey, thanks guys. Buckets and Dan, there are some rumors and I know, I believe, and I trust that you guys will be the ones to break them once they do come out. So thanks again for another great year of coverage guys. Well, Mike, I'll stop you there. I, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put it on you, but there has been talk and of potentially Captain Lakata stepping down from his captaincy. Uh, obviously, not leaving the Pepper. Uh, any confirm or deny to that? Um, yeah, it's a tough question. Uh, being this close to the end of, of of you know, obviously yesterday, I wanted to give it a couple days, but you, you know, I think there's some truth to that. I think that, uh, and I don't know what that'll be. I am 100% staying on as a player. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I do a lot of captaincy. I do a lot of general managing, but I think people forget I am the all-time points leader in the pepper, and that hasn't changed. Um, 
So, yeah, I want to focus on being more of a player, and I'm going to stay on as, you know, team Lakata namesake and general manager. But I think, uh, you know, like Roy Williams said when he left North Carolina, I ain't going to wait around for strike three. So, uh, you know, 2017 was strike one. This year was strike two, and uh, and I don't want to see strike three. So I think there will be some organizational changes as to exactly what they are. Uh, it's just too early to tell, but I would say stay tuned. Alrighty then. Here we go! I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shells and kicked in my Extremely excited to be joined by the winning team of the 2021 Pepper Tournament, Captain Pat Cahill, Justin Wainwright, Swizz, Jimmy the Body Abbott, the man that conquered travel, Corey Martin, and we already already heard from uh, the guy that drained the winning putt, Pete DeSavio. It's now time to hear from his teammates. Pat, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you go ahead and give a rundown of everybody's performance and just what this weekend was about Jeez, for you? What a loaded question to start. Start it off. What Pat. an absolute loaded question I mean, to Pat, start. Pat, let me rephrase this then. How about just take me through the last twenty-eight hours? Oh, just a complete roller coaster, Bucks. Um, you know, coming down on the back nine uh, yesterday, I think it was rolling through all of our heads again. Are we really going to do this again? You know, two years in a row, up big in singles. It's not looking good late, right? You know, um, we thought we'd have a couple more victories in the singles matches. We didn't. Luckily, Pete pulled out, so it was great. We went up big. It was looking like a route. They come back, tie it, and we finish it off. Felt good. Um, Like I said, to finally put that curse behind us of not winning in the last singles matches there, so... Got the monkey off the back, done worrying about that. Now we can just move forward. Hey, uh, Justin Wainwright, this question's for you. First day, uh, rumor has it, you break the foreign, which you are known as going off the tee uh, with, um, an essential club in your bag. Uh, maybe talk about what led to that frustration and the resiliency you had to kind of get through the rest of the weekend. Sure. So I, I never want to let our captain down, and I never want to let our teammates down as well. And we, we were building a lead against Rogers and Sudik, and they, they just kept battling back and forth. So the frustration started to mount because we, we could feel Pat wanting to get this victory. I didn't want to let Corey down, and I just had a bad tee shot, and the frustration came out, and the, the fire got snapped. So we, we had to improvise, and uh, we had to start busting out the driver and, and five iron. And that was when Justin was playing alternate shot too. So there was no scramble. Yeah. There was no like we can take Corey's shot on this on this hole. It was if you don't hit a good drive, you know Corey's kind of in trouble. Well, you certainly came through, Mr. Wainwright. And this is what I want to talk about, Pat. If you look at the overall points, everyone talked about the big three of Lakata. You know, you got Mike, you got Lou Spina, you got Briandi, but. The, the overall balance of your team this week, and we're going to get to the individual storylines in a minute, but every single person coming up with at least two points, just talk about the balance top to bottom from your squad. 
Yeah, well, you know, that is huge. Everyone getting at least two points. Corey and Jimmy again getting three. Um, as for their top three guys, I, I could say one thing. They got body this oh, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy took body. care of them. He did what he had to do. By the time he got to singles, he was wiped out. You should have seen him going into singles. He had just gotten out of a war. You know, they sent everything they could at him. He played well. Everyone played well. It seemed like when one guy was down, the next guy was up. It was, it was great team golf. Let's bring the body on now. Jim, a lot of talk coming in was uh, Team Cahill needed you to get back to in-your-face golf like you were in year <laughs> one. And you know what? They throw whatever they can out at you year in and year out. You, everyone knows you're top dog in terms of golfers on your team. What, what led to the resiliency this year and, and just the dominance all weekend from Jim the body Abbott? Well, um, thanks, Dan. Um, a body is made up of a lot of parts, and so is the body. So I got great play from all my teammates throughout the week. My partners in every match were tremendous. Morale was high. Uh, I actually was bunk mates with Eddie Sudik, who's actually not on our team, but he's a tremendous sleeper. So I woke up feeling refreshed every day. And, uh, you know, things were just – they were going well for Team Cahill. Yep. I love that. And real quickly now – Corey. Oh, I got something for Corey. We got, I mean, you talk about, and listen, I think it's, if, if you guys don't know this or our listeners don't know this, it's not very often I actually root for Corey because he's got enough confidence to sprinkle that is true. in the world. He's more confident in his own ability, and he'll tell you that to your, to your face. But I was, I, you could go listen to the tape. I was Team Martin coming in. I said he was going to solidify himself as a big three, um, and you stepped up huge this weekend you fought the elements and i'll tell you this for our listeners and you guys i thought he would be the biggest waste of space at that wedding let me tell you something you talk about a guy with a plan from thursday night to sunday morning he walked into that wedding he was the first guy to do the clink he was the first guy to take the belt off through the limbo he put the butt on the ground any random person at that wedding remembers Corey martin just like how they remember his performance at the pepper Corey, talk about your weekend and not to mention you battled the elements with the sheriff's calling. You know, prayers go out to Rick Martin's son, Corey Martin. God knows what's up with that. But, Corey, tell us about the weekend. Hey, Corey. Yeah, it was a battle. It was an absolute battle. That was that was quite the intro there from you, Dan, and I appreciate it. And, I, you know, listening to the preview from last week, I was shocked that you were so high on me. But I appreciate oh, that, nice. number one. Number two, I know there's no I in team. But there is an eye in win, and there is an eye in DeSavio. And I got to get this comes down to Pete DeSavio. That <laughs> dude has absolute stones. And what he did on Sunday on 17 and 18 was unbelievable. Hats off to uh, Tune Lakata and Scotty Rowe, who battled that whole back nine against Pete. But wow, what a performance. This is all about Pete. So I appreciate you guys hyping me up. I, I tried to travel as best I could. And, and I also, this one, this one's for for Team Kale and Captain Cahill. You know, we really had to get this done for Captain Cahill, and we did. Hey, Corey, he this. Hey, Corey Shaq here. <laughs> you're, you're a CPG. You're a CPG two years in a row. Certified point getter. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Certified point let's, uh, let's move on. And Josh Swizz Gazzotta, you're actually the only one. I don't even think we've ever met in person, but you are electric on social media. So I first want to say, can't wait for us to have a drink sometime. But people were talking, you know what? You heard the rumors. Everybody talks about Sunday Swizz and how he can't get it done. And I think the most underrated aspect of the Team Cahill win is when 
when everything looked bleak and things were starting to collapse, it was you that took it to Eddie Su- Oh, it took. Oh, sorry, somebody dropped out. Corey took it to Eddie Sudik for the point and just a monster point that Pete. It's a little overshadowed by Pete's performance in yep. his match, but I just want to congratulate you and I want you to tell me. I mean, the world hasn't seen a Swizz beat some a bigger Swizz beat someone like that since Swizz beats dropped Money in the Bank on October twenty first, two thousand seven. So I want to <laughs> congratulate you and welcome you on the podcast. Swizzy. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate. Um, all the good kind words that you just gave to me and I'll definitely get a drink with you whenever you want. I've actually been up since we've won just because, uh, I mean, it's just been a, a whirlwind of, uh, you know, of events. I have like family calling me, congratulating me. I got ex-girlfriends hitting me back up. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's been wild. It's, it's, it's been a ride, but, um, I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. Cause I mean, that means we're the champions. And, um, but whatever, but I, yeah, I'll get back to the golf part of it um come sunday i think our team going into it was pretty confident because we had such a big lead but i think you know we're, we're kind of seasoned in this in this in this moment where we we knew we had to put on a performance on sunday to not let you know past years events like you know you know creep back up again and i got lucky being paired up with pete on the front nine um, best ball. Okay. So I really think that that spark came from our group in there because you could see you could tell Pete was locked in. You know what I mean? We were facing um, Spina and Rogers who shout out to Rogers. He played phenomenal. Um, he really stepped his game up this year. I think he heard the critics and um, I, he was on, he was a man on a mission. That's for sure. But um, yeah, me and Pete, we went toe to toe with Spina and Rogers and you know, Pete hit a couple glorious shots on the front nine that have the hole that we needed it. And we ended up coming out of that um, that that best ball um, tied with a half a point. And I think that kind of confidence and the and the the momentum to go into my singles match and just kind of, you know, take care of take care of and that was that was being Natty Suic. Yeah, I didn't even – oh, my God. That is – there were some monster up to, upsets leading up to those singles, too. No offense. Lou Spina should have dominated that that best ball match, and that is an unbelievable half point to get. I didn't even notice that. Absolutely. And Abbott and Corey defeating – Abbott, let's bring the body – excuse me. Don't Please don't take offense to that. But the body, let's bring you back on. Talk about what it meant to beat Lakata and Briandi. So that, that's a heavyweight matchup for best ball. Talk about how your game was heading into those singles matches. He took it personally. <laughs> well, hey, Corey and I have been uh, we've been clamoring to play together for a few years now, yep. and but we didn't earn it yet. So this year, Pat said we were finally ready to play together, and we did yep. it. And um, I know we were a little worried, Corey coming off a wedding. I didn't get in the pool on Saturday, which was kind of my only focus. So um, we were we were behind the eight ball. Corey, obviously, with the mistaken identity, yep. him coming straight to the course. <laughs> there was a lot going on, a lot of moving parts, but uh, Corey settled me down. Hit two great par three shots, uh, comfy pars there, and uh, we were able to hold on. It came down to nine. Mike was putting good. You know, you can never count break out, and uh, but we were able to get it done. And, and Dan, can I tell you? Yep. So they were the group behind us. Me and Justin were playing. They're the group behind us, and we walk back to them, kind of see what the score is. And I go up to Lakata, and I go, I go, what's going on with this match? How's the body and Martin doing? He goes, I'll tell you as soon as I unwire my jaw shut, they're beating us so bad right now. 
they just came out and punched him in the face and didn't stop. And it was just message sent from the first hole on Sunday. Uh, and you know what? You know what? Starting on Sunday, um, I think I think I think Lakata was a little bit too loose. He was getting his 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 picture taken with his new Jordan cleats on. He was looking. He was feeling fresh. And I think we we showed up to that tee box ready to roll. Yeah, ready to go. And uh, surprising to no one, Mike put the blame on pretty much everyone else besides himself in his interview. So he's not happy with some of his teammates. Captain Cahill, you know, you, you didn't confirm nor deny last week on the preview show, but. You know, a lot of sources had you having a little internal Zoom meeting like we are now about, you know, uh, the team's behavior between rounds. And I'd, I'd like to kind of go back to that and, and ask you, I mean, how did your team kind of behave through uh, the weekend? That that message fell on deaf ears. I tell you that right now. It was not heard by one person. We are lucky Justin couldn't come up till Saturday and, and Seamart had to deal with traveling or it could have been worse. So. Maybe we send a couple guys home each year, you know, after night one and night two and, and, and then bring them back in the morning. Yeah, actually, Justin, I'd love to hear from you. I, I want to hear what exactly the dynamic that Matt Bly and Pat Brown brought to this weekend and how they really lifted the morale from start to finish. Well, have, having Matt Bly and, and Pat Brown there really upped the, the, the level in the house. They, they really brought it and they made sure everybody had a cold beer in their hand Whatever you wanted, they uh, went and we'll, got. We'll leave that out. No, <laughs> but, but make no mistake, they, they made sure everybody was comfortable and having a good time. And, and I tell you, I think they might be permanent staples going forward because they were critical to everybody relaxing and having a good time this weekend. They were great. And just so he can listen, because, of course, he, he did have the softball game, so he couldn't hop on. But, Pat, I want you to take me through. Now, I want you to take me through when I hopped on. So, Fortunately, someone hopped on Instagram Live just as Pete was about to chip on hole 18. So he just needed yep. to get it close. And I told, I've texted you on the side. I told Pete, it wasn't, I would say, it wasn't a great chip. But right away, Mr. Positive, the captain settled him down. You stepped up immediately. could hear you on the video That's saying, a good shot. That's not bad, Pete. It's a good chip. It's a good chip. <laughs> so tell, um, us, tell us where, you know, did you know immediately you had to get in Pete's ear? Could you sense the, the nerves coming or was he iced the whole time? So actually, one of the best, one of the better scenes too was 17 T box. Um, a couple matches had ended, um, and I, I go back. Me and Lakata are driving back, and we find out what's going on. And Louis down. Louis beating Abbott by two at this point, and Scott's beating Pete by two with like three or four holes left. And I'm like, oh man. So this is on hole 16. I think Scott hit it in the water, so Pete was fine. So Pete gets it to one on hole 17, and it was the only match left on hole 17. So we're all standing there going nuts, screaming at him. It's just them two. Pete has to win both holes. Or he's got to win at least 17. He has to win 17. And they both go right. Pete goes in the trees and hits this unbelievable punch shot to about four feet. Probably the best um, shot. Rogers, Rogers also has a good punch shot and then gets up and down for power. So Pete has to make his birdie putt or, you know, they push the hole. So Pete makes that putt. Now we're going into 18, completely tied. You know, luckily, Scotty did really well, though. He didn't hit a good drive, comes back, it's a good second shot. He gets up there, and it's to the point that if Pete does not hit a good shot from the back of that hill, it, you know, we're, we're really in some trouble. Um, so then, you know, we had the conversation, who's away? Lakata decided it was it was Pete, and, and he dug his own grave that time. That's so right. it, was, um, it, was, it was an awesome ending. So say, say Rogers wins that hole. I mean, take – 
our novice listeners through what would have happened there. You know, we lose the pepper. They lose the pepper, Bill. So if he brought this, Pete brought so this if Rogers, if DeSavio misses that putt, but so how far was Rogers' putt? So they were really close. Like they were just in two different areas of the green. We had to basically discuss who was closer. Um, so Scott was by like a foot. Let's just call it a foot. Um, if Pete missed that putt, Scott would have to sink his. If Scott sank it, then they win. But if Scott missed it, then we would win. So um, it was great to just end it that way. Yep. Bottom of the cup, no doubt. It was great. Let's bring the body back on. Jim, talk about when you saw that ball on its way to the hole. When did you realize it was going in, and what were your initial thoughts after you guys locked up the 2021 Pepper? Uh, just a relief, you know. Pat's worked so hard grooming this team, and he's had so much belief in us that we just had to deliver for him. And riding with Pete that Sunday afternoon, I mean, Lou, Lou kicked, the sh- kicked the hell out of me, as they say. And uh, I was down. I was hurt. And, uh, but Pete battled. He was down, too, and he, and he kept going. And uh, it was good to see Pete come through, especially after, uh, after the trade. And I know, yep. uh, and I know there, was, there was jubilation. I think the video might have it. I think Corey and I were doing the big balls dance. Uh, yeah. I was pretty happy. Uh, it just felt good, you know, get, it off, get that weight off our shoulders there. All right, well, it's good to know that you've dropped the second dud of a performance on Buckets and Dan in two tries, Jim. I got zero personality out of here, but so let's bring it back to the captain. Uh, Pat, let's just wrap it up. I asked Mike to do the same thing. You couldn't have written a more storybook ending. The weekend as a whole, very successful. We've talked about possible expansion, where this could even go, but just talk about overall, you know, since it's still fresh in your mind, what this weekend really was for you guys and just your overall happiness with your team moving forward. Yeah, I think it's, you know... The golf's great, but it's really about, you know, getting together, 12 guys away. Even though it's only 48 hours away, it feels like you're gone five days by the time you get home. No drama, just laughs, good times. Um, Like you said, you know, eating, having some drinks, whatever. And, you know, the golf really, with such a good group of guys that, you know, really does all get together. You know, you walk off the last hole after you just got out of a a major fight, but you're all happy for each other. You know what I mean? There's no animosity. It's, It's just great. Um, the social media, everything has really added to the excitement that everyone has to deal with all year and the pressure. I'm pretty sure Pete even said before the round, if he lost to Rogers in that match, he was going to never play in another pepper. So that was even more pressure he put on himself. Um, so, but it's just great. Just some funny little storylines. Some, you know, like I said, just laughing and drinking and having a good time. That's what it's all about. All right, well, gentlemen, I, I hope you enjoy this for the next 11 months. I couldn't be happier yep. for you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, oh, I, you got one well, more. Well, I got ahead. one more because I didn't get to ask uh, Captain Lakata, who may not be captain in 2022. You'll see. Um, my question for you, Pat, is any potential location in 2022? You know, I didn't know if we had talked about it a couple of years back and if maybe we wanted to go true Ryder Cup style. You know, one year in Tonawanda at home and then the next year on the road and kind of do like an alternate type setting. Um, we never go that far anyway, so who knows? But, you know, I, I, I don't mind that idea. But, you know, we got a we got a six member board that we that we have to pass all these things through. So um, we'll discuss that. And um, you guys will be the first to know. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I, you know what? I, I think everyone listened to the preview, so everyone knows I was on Team Cahill right from the beginning. Yep, you were. Two years in a row now. Right. I didn't forget last That's year. Right. Two years in a row, Dan. Couldn't be happy. We delivered. Yep. So congratulations to all of you. I'm very happy for you guys, and thank you for hopping on Buckets and Dan. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you. Thank you.